Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. What's going on? Maximal Beings, Doc Mock here with MaximalBeing.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. It does help us to get the word out. If you have any questions, you can email us at team at maximalbeing.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 Maximal Beings. We're back. It is I, Jackie P, your favorite layman, and I'm here with my co-hostess with the mostest, the ray of sunshine coming out of Tampa, Doc Mock. How are you doing today? I'm great. Um, Jackie P, it's not often that I bring my work skills home, but tonight was the exception. So we were feeding my son dinner and all of a sudden there was a very work familiar smell in the air. And I was like, I got to spring into action. And just like a good gastroenterologist, I waited a few seconds before going to the emergency, but I, (laughs) I got it done. I got the poop emergency cleaned up. So so, so you're welcome, universe. You're welcome. Nice. Another life saved. Nice, <laughs> nice. It's, it's sometimes bring home work, bring work home with you. you just got to do what you got to do. Exactly. You know, but uh, I'm excited. Speaking of good health and nutrition and you know all that fun stuff that we like to talk about this show. Uh, I mean, it's fun for us at least. Fun We're here me. with licensed nutritionist Alexa Gallagher, and also Alexa. I apologize i should have asked you but i don't know where you're from where are you coming from where where, where are we talking to you from <laughs> uh, i'm actually in maryland ah maryland maryland and how yeah. are you this fine uh warm summery day i'm doing well you know i'm honestly kind of ready for fall i'm a big summer person but it's just been too hot but i know i can't complain because you guys are in florida right uh i'm in philly yeah oh so okay he's complain pretty close to, me. to you it's yeah. been yucky. That's it's been yucky. Yeah. You could complain. It's been <laughs> yucky everywhere. It's been everywhere. gross. Everywhere, yeah. 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 I'm ready for the cooler weather, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm ready, ready for the cool, too, which here is like 97, I think. So. Ooh, Ooh. nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those of you who haven't traveled to Florida during the Floridian winter, it is very nice. The Floridian winter is where it's at. And so if you have time during November and February, you should try it out. But uh, let's 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 get to the matter at hand, right? Oh, I guess first, everyone who's listening, if it's your first time listening, thank you for joining us. I'm Jackie P. I am the layman. I will make sure these two wicked smart people keep the conversation on a level of everyday folks that are listening so they can keep up with what they're talking about. And Doc Mock. So I'm Doc Mock. I'm a therapeutic endoscopist, which is a GI doctor that does fancy procedures to diagnose, treat, and palliate GI cancers. And I'm also boarded in functional medicine. Jackie, do they let you talk like a Boston accent in Philly or do you get kicked out of the city? I mean, because <laughs> New York, I don't uh, know if it's it's allowed, you know? My, my office is pretty soundproof, but I did try the accent in Boston and it didn't go over well. So it's a solid accent. I don't care what they say. <laughs> it's I just I just good old hunting is a good 
good it was a good movie at the time. We can go back and maybe it doesn't age as well, but it, it's a great scene. So you know. I was ready to pack the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. All right. So Lex, first of all, thank you for joining us. Uh as always, we always want to we want to learn about the people that we have here speaking with us. So if you can tell the wonderful people that are listening to us, give us your superhero origin story. How did we come to speaking with the Lex that is in front of us today? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Uh, so I, like you said, I'm a licensed nutritionist. I have a master's in science clinical nutrition with a focus in integrative and functional medicine. And mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and how I got into nutrition is kind of interesting. Um, I grew up in a health conscious household. My parents were pretty into healthy eating, or I guess I would say more so than the average family in the 90s. Mm. And, you know, my mom would make me these little black bean salads and little lentil dishes, and I would take them to lunch in middle school, while the other kids are eating peanut butter and jelly and they're like, what is she eating? <laughs> uh, but, you know, moderation was key growing up. So we did have some junk here and there, but it was a focus on whole foods. And then when I got to high school, my grandpa was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And that was really hard for us, of course. And I remember him meeting with a nutritionist. And at the time, I didn't really know what they do. I mean, I knew what it was, but it wasn't really something that I thought about. And he already ate pretty well, relatively well. And she gave him a bunch of tips on how to improve his diet, how to maybe heal a little bit. And as a family, we just decided, well, let's all eat even healthier together. And I remember sitting at the kitchen table, this big round table, my immediate family and my grandparents. And we have these veggie burgers and this giant salad with cruciferous vegetables and a homemade salad dressing made with olive oil and lemon juice and fresh garlic and just a lot of whole foods and no processed foods, of course. And I was just kind of thinking, if food is so important to our bodies, why are we waiting to improve our diet after we get a diagnosis? Why aren't we talking about eating healthier before, you know, disease prevention? That's kind of where the gears started to turn a little bit for me. And then in college, I studied community health, but I still didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. And I kind of just blindly applied to this graduate program in Maryland. I said, I have to do something after school, so let's just go for it. And I got in and they also focused on functional medicine and nutrition, of course. So I thought, all right, let's just go for it. We'll see how it goes. First day, walk in, first class, it's all about micronutrients. And I swear all of my classmates were falling asleep. And I was so amazed. I just fell in love with it. And I never turned back. I just really got into nutrition then and I knew I was in the right place. So now I'm a licensed dietitian nutritionist and I have my CNS certification as well. So certified nutrition specialist and I work with seniors for a living and I just really love it. That is really cool. And also, <laughs> um, it's very interesting. I don't know, Doc Mock, if, you've, if you're noticing this trend here. 
So I'm obviously a comic book nerd for the, I don't know how many people watch on uh, YouTube, but uh, you know, I've got Spider-Man back there and Avengers over here. And there's always this uh, like this moment that like gives someone an aha to like what they want to do. Um, and mm -hmm. it's very interesting to see like how that just becomes uh, if anyone watched Spider-Man across the universe, no spoiler, spoiler alert, uh, a, a canon event, right? Um, because I, I feel like it, it grounds and creates that passion for you because you saw like the impact, right? Um, yeah. So it's really cool, really cool. Are you a healthcare practitioner searching for a comprehensive solution to streamline your patient referrals and improve collaboration with other practitioners? Look no further than Rupa Health, the ultimate platform for integrative and functional medicine practitioners. As a healthcare practitioner, I've struggled with the traditional referral process for labs. It's time-consuming, inefficient, and often lacks the necessary communication between providers and patients. But ever since I started using Rupa Health, everything has changed. That's right, Rupa Health is revolutionizing the way that practitioners connect and order lab work with their patients. Their advanced platform allows you to effortlessly send and receive patient lab referrals and secure their information, sending them the kits directly. This makes the communication directly with other patients and practitioners easy to take care of. I can't stress enough how much time and energy Rupa Health has saved me. With just a few clicks, I can easily order lab work and track their progress, and then I receive the results directly into my inbox which I can send to the patients automatically with recommendations. Absolutely, Rupa Health's extensive network of lab testing and curated, integrated, and functional medicine testing allows practitioners to receive the highest quality of care and dedicate their practice to a patient-centered, holistic approach which aligns perfectly with the values of healthcare in a functional medicine practice. Plus, Rupa Health provides you with excellent customer support. Their team is responsive, knowledgeable, and always helps with assistance in billing questions and how kits are shipped to your patients. They are dedicated to helping practitioners like us provide the best possible care for our patients. And if you're a patient listening, it allows you to seamlessly order your lab testing and receive all of the necessary information. Rupa Health has been a game changer for my practice, and as you know, it will be for yours too. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to save on lab testing by heading to labs.rupahealth, that's R-U-P-A dot com slash store slash storefront underscore V is in victory, G is in grape, X zero zero four zero zero. That's labs.rupahealth.com backslash store backslash storefront underscore V is in victory, G is in grape, X zero zero four zero. I'll see you later, Maximal Beings. I, I think, uh, you know, nutrition is, especially as a layman, very difficult in this day and age because, and I don't want to get into, you know, big food, big, <laughs> big cereal, big whatever, but words big and big carrot, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's so many things that, you know, you said, you know, you said that your your grandfather already ate pretty well and a nutritionist helped him eat healthier, right? And I would like to maybe talk about that a little bit because there are sometimes things we do that we think is the healthy option because of information we get, 
and it may be not be particularly like the best thing, but, and I know obviously this wasn't just yesterday. So, um, but like, if, do you, do you remember, or even maybe now with your patients, like maybe you have a patient that comes in and they say, Oh, you know, I eat pretty healthy and, and they think they're doing the right thing, but they weren't like, what would you say is a, like a, a mo- one of those common misnomers? Yeah. I would say a very common one is fiber. So mm. you can put into Google good fiber choices and what's the first thing that pops up? Cereal, right? Mm. Fiber one bars, these fiber products. If you go to the grocery store, high in fiber, but if you actually pick up the box and you are educated on how to read a label properly, you would see all the sugar that is in the product. So obviously that wouldn't be the best fiber choice. So I would say fiber sources. So instead of looking at the cereals, like I said, or pasta, even if it's whole wheat, I would prefer a quinoa or a brown rice or a sweet potato as a carbohydrate instead of those processed carbs. And of course, fruits and vegetables, we can get all of our fiber from fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. So why not incorporate those whole foods instead? Wow. What a maxable bean answer. I love it. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. If, if it's a carrot, eat the carrot. Church, snap, yes. snap, 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 snap. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, let's go back to reading the labels because I, I I also think that's a good point. So, you know, uh, I think we don't as a society read labels enough, but what have you, you know, of course, with the fiber and, and the sugar, I think a lot of people are very aware with the sugar now, but what would you say is another something that people should be looking for, right? In in the label, if there's something with the label or something that they should be avoiding. And I know that's a broad question, but maybe if you want to. <laughs> uh, it is. A, I, I think it depends on what product you're looking mm-hmm. for. So two tips that I have that I talk with clients often is for bread. When you're buying bread, you want the fiber grams to be higher than the sugar grams. That's how you know you have a a good bread. And then, of course, look at the ingredients. Is it a short ingredient list or is it a long paragraph? Does it look like a whole story on the back? Of course, (laughs) you don't want to buy that type of bread. And then for something like a Greek yogurt, you would want the protein grams to be much higher than the sugar grams. And that's also how you know you're getting a pretty decent yogurt. So I think it really depends on what the person is buying. So when I meet with a client, we talk about what they eat in a day and we go through all the different products and what their goals are. And then I can pick out, okay, have you read your yogurt label? Do you know what the brand is? And then we kind of go through each thing together. Wow. I'm picking up some good notes. Yeah. (laughs) Alexa, how on earth can yogurt not have fat in it? I've always wondered about that. Don't get me started on that. How did we get there? And why do, well, I know why people think it's healthy and I know exactly who to blame. And we've talked about him before. Mm. Ansel mm-hmm. Keys. If you mm. listen back to our two-part episode with Dr. Ankur Kalra, who's a cardiologist, we talk about Ansel Keys. You know, Google the guy right now. You'll see what I'm talking about. You, This guy is a bad dude. And he just looks like a villain from Spider-Man. You know, he just looks like an evil scientist from Spider-Man. And because of his seven country study that he started, he basically bullied us in America, bullied politicians and everything to, to saying that fat is bad and that 
you know, whole grain cereals and carbs and all these things are fine for cardiovascular disease. And now here we are fatter than ever. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But how do we end up there with, with fat-free yogurt? I mean, gosh. I don't know. There are so <laughs> <laughs> the labeling and the products these days are just wild with the fat free or the sugar free and then they add so if there's anything that says free they add more of something else right so if it's fat free they add more sugar if it's sugar free they add more fat so it just keeps going yeah i i, I thought we were on to something i forgot how long ago it was like a couple weeks ago but they were trying to uh label was it aspartame or one of those sweeteners as a uh like basically like not like in the eu they can't use it but i don't think it's going yeah, anywhere so yeah. all the yeah. all the uh coke zero drinkers are are still good or diet coke i think it's in uh but all right so let's talk about your 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 practice and what you do on the day-to-day -day, right you so you work with a lot of seniors and uh i don't want to uh talk about a demographic and, and, and jumps conclusions, but what are some of the, uh, for all our seniors that are listening, what are some of the things you see more, more common on the day to day? Like what are some issues you might be seeing or, uh, like limitations that, that you see more often than not? Yeah, there are a few things I would say one that I see all the time is diabetes, of course, type two diabetes, pre-diabetes I work with all the time. Uh, then digestive issues like constipation happens a lot with seniors. IBS is pretty common as well. You know, they tend to just, I don't wanna say stuck in their ways, but they're eating a certain way for so many years. So then when you tell them, okay, you actually have to change a lot, that can be very overwhelming. So how would you, how would you practice, how would you approach that obstacle? Like, so let's say, let's talk about di digestive, cause that's the gut stuff. And I know that's Doc Mock's favorite category to talk about. So let's say we talk with a, a senior, they're, they're constipated and uh, let's, let's, let's go through a sample client, right? Or so what is something like you would uncover that a seniors, like, or I guess a, a habit that would lead to their constipation that you're trying to have them adjust mm -hmm. or change? Yeah. Well, first, if someone is very overwhelmed that they need to change a lot, what we focus on is what can we add in that will help you instead of taking away everything that you're used to? And that's always a good start for people. So the first thing that I would look at is water intake, of course. I know that sounds obvious, but as we age, we lose that feeling of thirst and medications can affect that as well. So they just don't think about drinking as much. So we always wanna look at water intake and then movement. If you know they are not exercising enough, the low levels of physical activity will affect this. And then fiber intake, of course, and then maybe not consuming the right types of fiber. Okay, so movement fiber hydration right mm -hmm. and i guess your of course nutrition are you looking for high quality evidence-based supplements to support your functional medicine practice look no further than full script 
the leading platform for healthcare practitioners to prescribe and order professional-grade supplements. As a functional medicine and gastroenterology doctor, I trust Fullscript to provide me with a wide range of high-quality supplements that meet specific needs of my patients. Their extensive product catalog includes trusted brands, ensuring that I have access to the best options for my patient's health. That's right, Fullscript offers a comprehensive selection of supplements, including vitamins, minerals, botanicals, and specialty formulations, all sourced from reputable manufacturers. Plus, their rigorous quality control ensures that you're getting products that meet the highest quality standards of purity and potency. And what I love most about Fullscript is the convenience it offers. With their user-friendly online platform, I can easily browse, prescribe, and manage supplement protocols for my patients. It saves me valuable time and streamlines the ordering process. Absolutely, Fullscript makes it easy to create customized protocols for your patients and track their progress. Plus, they handle all the logistics from inventory management to shipping, so you can focus on what matters most, providing excellent care to your patients. So if you're ready to take your functional medicine practice or wellness to the next level, visit us.fullscript.com slash welcome slash maximal being. That's us.fullscript.com slash welcome slash maximal being to receive your 15% discount on customized supplements and check maximal being standardized protocols for gut health. Fullscript has been a game changer for my practice and I know it will be for yours. Don't miss out on this incredible resource for functional medicine practitioners and patients alike today. Doc Mock, I know you have something to say. I could tell, I could see it in your <laughs> eyeballs. I, I could see your, the gears turning back there. I have a lot to say because I talk about this like, all day, <laughs> every day. Um, but, <laughs> but, and I also have a question, you know, Lex, about fiber. So um, I think of constipation like you do as definitely a dietary illness most of the time. Um, we recommend that you talk to your friendly neighborhood gastroenterologist. We really got a Spider-Man theme running. Through yeah, I like great. it. Yeah. I but, like um, it. Anyway, we recommend that you talk to your friendly neighborhood gastroenterologist or primary doctor about your symptoms. If you And I want to say to everybody that constipation is a relative term. So if since birth, you've gone one time a week, your entire life, you're definition of constipation may be different than somebody that's going multiple times a day and goes to one time a week. So it's in relation to what your normal bowel habits are. And then also it has to do with what your stool looks like. So did the quality of your stool change? And most important, I think, is to rule out cancer. Although people, the incidence of colon cancer, the number of people with colon cancer who present with new onset constipation is very low. It's about 0.06 or 0.5%, depending on which study you're reading. It can be a sign that you do have an obstructing mass or a polyp or something that can be contributing to your symptoms. So I would recommend if you have not had a colonoscopy that you get that done. Even if you have had a stool test to measure for blood or whatever, DNA, DNA, get a colonoscopy done. And then I think of it like a systemic condition, right? So our electrolytes or micronutrients, like you mentioned, those things can all affect the way that our colon moves and shakes. And so can hormones like our thyroid. If you have a slow thyroid, that controls your colon too. And so you're not going to move your bowels appropriately. On the flip side, you know, you could have an autoimmune condition that can also affect it. So, so your doctor needs to think about the, you as a, as a whole person, which is what 
Lex and I do with our integrative and functional medicine training, right? We look at you rather than just a colon. We think about you as the entire system. I have one other tip that I tell patients in the morning, and then I want to ask you about fiber. Um, and that is that most people have carbs for breakfast. Like we've been taught, we've been told through advertising to eat cereal every morning for breakfast or oatmeal or whatever. And that stuff is good, but your stomach, the organ, the stomach sends a signal to your colon in the morning. If you fill it with fat, the macronutrient fat. So if your breakfast doesn't have fat, it's going to blunt that signal between your stomach and your colon. So have a little bit of fat in the morning. It's good for your metabolism. You know, if, especially if you're going into a ketogenic process, it keeps that going. And then it also stimulates your colon to actually move. And a glass of water can have some effects on that as well. So let's talk fiber. So, you know, what, what, what are the different types of fiber? What's your go-to fiber supplement? And do you recommend any fiber supplements that have added bonuses like prebiotic properties or those sorts of things? It's a three-part question. Right, that... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So, well, let me, let me talk about my go-to fiber sources that I, I do with people. And I don't know if you guys have suggested this before to people, but chia seeds are my friend. I love chia seeds and mm. two tablespoons are about nine grams of fiber, which is pretty high for teeny little seeds that don't have much taste. So if someone's dealing with constipation, we always want to start in the morning. So like you said, Doc Mock, glass of water in the morning, having fat. I always tell people, add your chia seeds to something in the morning and that will kind of kickstart your day. So that's a, a big suggestion that I always give people. Yeah. And then there's insoluble and soluble fibers, right? So the, the big difference is the reaction between those fibers and water, right? So insoluble fibers tend to stay relatively undigested. Soluble fibers tend to di you know dilute a little bit better in water. And you kind of need both for proper bowel function, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what was the other prebiotics you said? Yeah. Is there a fiber supplement? Like, so do you recommend psyllium husk for everybody, which is trade name Metamucil? We're not paid by them. We're not trying <laughs> to disparage them, but that's what everybody takes. Is that your go-to or do you reach for something different? I actually don't really do prebiotic supplements. Um, we do a lot of fiber sources, of course, but if someone needs more support, sometimes we'll talk about prebiotic foods. So. Let me think. Um, we'll talk about artichokes. We'll talk about jicama, bananas that are underripe. So if the banana is a little bit more green, it actually has more prebiotics and less sugar. But once mm -hmm. it ripens to be more yellow, yep, it has more sugar and less prebiotic fiber. So little things like that. It's so easy if they're already eating a banana for breakfast. I'll say, all right, just grab some in the store that are just a teeny bit more green and they're already getting a little bit more of a boost. So That's you can awesome. actually make a big difference. Yeah, with just one small change. Jackie P, there also was a study that they randomized people to get Metamucil or psyllium husk versus two kiwis a day. 
Mm. Like they said, one group gets kiwis, one group gets metamucil, which is what every gastroenterologist, every internal medicine doctor tells their patient to take as fiber. I guarantee it. Um, and the group that had two kiwis a day actually had better improvement in their bowel scores. And, and there was a subset of irritable bowel patients. Those patients had better um, alleviation of their irritable bowel symptoms. So two kiwis a day has soluble, insoluble fiber, really delicious, affordable, doesn't come out of a can. Pretty cool. Oh, my question, my question about that is, do you think that they included the skin with that? Because kiwi skins have so many great nutrients and fiber. And I actually like to eat my kiwi skin if it's organic. And some people think that I'm absolutely crazy, but I think it helps a lot. So I wonder if they incorporated that in the study. Yes, I believe that they did. They kind of just they sliced it in half and, and then we're done with this. That's also an awesome uh, observation. Wow. Wicked oh, smart. Wicked smart. I, uh, I read I reach for FOSS and citrus pectin and inulin as kind of my go-to fiber mm -hmm. slash prebiotics because they kind of do both. They're relatively cheap most of the time. And it's just something different, you know, for a patient. You're getting the prebiotic benefit and then also, you know, you're mm -hmm. you're getting fiber. If they don't yes. want to eat it the real way, that's the best way, of course. Yes, I agree. Inulin is great. Forgot to mention yeah. that one. The content included is not intended to be used as medical advice, and viewers should consult their physician or healthcare provider should they have additional questions. The viewers should not rely on information contained in these presentations for immediate or urgent medical needs. Additionally, if you think you have a medical emergency, call your physician or go to the emergency department or call 911 immediately. Never disregard professional medical advice or rely on seeking medical care or delay medical care due to information contained in this presentation. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.